everybody. Lovely to have you with us. My name is Edith Bowman and welcome to our performance masterclass supported by Channel 4 as part of the Guru Live uh, online Spring 21 programme, a joint initiative between BAFTA Cymru and BAFTA Scotland, where we will be celebrating and inspiring the next generation of Scottish and Welsh talent during a week of special panels and masterclasses. Now, a quick bit of housekeeping. Uh, now, these virtual events are part of BAFTA's learning uh, work uh, to share expertise from film, games and television with audiences far and wide. And it's wonderful to welcome everybody who's joined us from all over the place this evening. And you can check out BAFTA.org and BAFTA social channels for more activity and news that has been going on. Uh, we'd love you to join in the conversation as well uh, this evening. So please feel free to share your thoughts. Maybe if you want to ask a question, you can tell everybody what you asked and what the answer was using the hashtag guru live so that's hashtag guru live and i mentioned questions that you can ask questions i'm going to selfishly start off but we'd love to get as many questions from you as is possible so please send them in via the q a function which you will see on the screen at the bottom also to let you know that we have closed captioning available right now which you can turn on at the bottom of your screen now, I'm absolutely thrilled to be here this evening to host this event because I've been such a fan uh, of the show that we saw these wonderful two um, actors in uh, recently. Uh, a fantastic, fantastic series and fantastic performances. Uh, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome to this wonderful evening tonight the fabulous Callum Scott Howells and David Carlyle. Hello, gents. Please turn your cameras on. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, everybody has to have done that kind of dance walk to the dance floor at some time in their life, isn't it? That kind of <laughs> so great. Oh, thank you, Edith. Oh, it's so How fun. are you both? Good. Very excited good. to see you. Oh, love so good so to see you. You and too. He died. He died. Well, you I love. <laughs> <laughs> Um, listen, I'm going to dive right in because, you know, we're going to get as many questions as we can in from our, our fantastic audience, but massive congratulations on this this show. For, I mean, all of it. I had all the emotions watching this show and just the characters, the writing, um, the feel of it and just the importance of it as well. It was such a, a fantastic thing to watch and such a necessary thing for, I think, to be on our TVs as well. Um, do you mind if we, we talk a little bit about It's a Sin first, if that's okay? I've, I've forgotten what it is. I, it's been so long. What's it yeah, about? I didn't watch it. Did, did what happens like it? again? <laughs> How long is it since you since you filmed it? Then since you made it, um, I think it's been a. I think it's surely die. It's close to about two years now. Ja January twenty twenty was when we wrapped it. Yeah. That's it. Oh, wow. Sorry. Right, right at the beginning of January. So oh, even wow. before we knew what coronavirus was, really. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm going to talk to you ind individually about about uh, step into that those roles and the step into this production. Um, David, I'm going to start with you, and and would you mind sort of talking to me about the the audition process for it and and what your reaction was to to reading the script for the first time and and if it was a case of you you know going for that for you know the, the specific character of Gloria. Um, no, I was. Uh... I was in Scotland, I think, for for the weekend or something. I drove because I live in London, and I drove back down. And um, my agent 
said, oh, you've got a casting. It's for Russell T Davies' new thing. Uh, they, they want to see you Wednesday morning. And this was like Monday night I was told about this. Said, okay. Um, so I started just trying to read the script as quickly as possible. I mean, really, I could only look at a little bit of it, scanned as best I could everything, and then just focused in on the scenes. Went in Wednesday morning, just gave it my best, and then walked away. And then on Friday morning, I got the part. Like, <laughs> it was just like, so wow. out of the, And I was crossing the road, I remember, to go to start my day job. And um, I'd had a couple of beers the night before with a friend, and I was just, you know, you just feel a little bit woolly. <laughs> and then the phone went, my agent went, where are you? I said, oh, I've just crossed the road. She went, oh, hang on a minute, I'll let you cross. And then I crossed the road and she says, okay, just take a minute. Here's some news. I went, what? They've given me the job? That's ridiculous. Aww. Out of nowhere. Uh, and then two weeks later, I was filming it. <laughs> I mean, wow. the script is just, it hits you like a ton of bricks. And I can't remember yeah. I was not feeling emotional about it, however many times we read it. So it was yeah. a no-brainer, do you know what I mean? Like when... I was told, I was like, I'm taking this, this is amazing. <laughs> was, the, was the scene that you did in the audition, uh, did, did it end up in the, you know, did you end up filming it? Was it in the final production? It, it's the one you, you showed. So that <gasps> and then the, the next bit as well. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. God, every hair on my arm just stood up on end at that. That's amazing. <laughs> um, that hmm. Yeah, Callum, what about for you? So I... I was in my second year of drama school when um when I went in for it and and basically my so I I had I was I had an agent going into drama school which was really nice and they were really supportive of me because you know training obviously is a three-year thing and they, they were always like really supportive of me because they believed in me so basically they said we'll only put you up for stuff like if it's sort of a career starter type thing and and basically this um this script came um through and it was called Boys originally and and um and uh, and I and I read it I I read it overnight and I I saw what the role was it was this Welsh boy called Colin and I was like oh I'd love I really want to do this I really want to play this and I remember at the, at the time I was a bit like I didn't know I I didn't have a lot of like not just saying I didn't have a lot of belief in myself so I really was like if I really do a good job at this and just give it a good go maybe this can be something that can turn into something and basically I taped for it and I submitted my tape and then I got a recall for it went up to London and then the day after my recall I was um I was at my old school Trioki comp in the valleys and I really randomly going back to visit my my, my high school yeah. And I was in my old head of six forms office when I got a call from my agent. And then it was this thing of like, uh, Tom, my agent, he was like, are you sitting down? And I was like, no, but just tell me. Anyway. <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, and, oh, it was, it was, it was amazing. I, really vivid memory, similar to Die. Like you just, you just remember it, you know, you remember it. Don't you die? Yeah. Remember, yeah, yeah. The moment the word comes. I love how, um, I love how caring your 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 agents are to make sure you're you're in a safe place <laughs> that you're not in the middle of a road that you're sat down. You know, yeah, yeah. Gonna... Are you sitting down? Have you got some water? Have you got some food? Yeah. And my agent even had the foresight to say to me like, "Oh, you should actually now just go make a couple of phone calls and then call me back." Because I was just like, I don't know what to say. I was, I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> 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 nothing came out. <laughs> Mad. How important is it, or or what 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 is it, what does it add to, or give you the opportunity to do being able to play the roles in your you know in your your accents in your dialect? Does it make it does it make a difference? Does it make it easier? What what does that give you? 
I, I think uh, de definitely for, for me, um, it, I think what it does, well, one thing, it, it, you don't have to think about an accent to do it, which is good. Thing. So that, that's actually one thing that is removed. Like, so they, that's one thing you don't have to think about. And I think it, personally, I felt that it allowed me to sort of focus on my acting in a way I've never kind of been able to. I was able to just throw myself in and just be, you know, do you know what I mean, Edith? Like, what about you, Diana? Yeah. Yeah, one I've... less thing to worry about, almost. You know, in yeah. terms of yeah. yeah. When I went when I went in for the casting, actually, uh, Gregory Gloria was written as Mancunian, and so I'd been asked to prep that accent. And I went in and said, "Okay," she said, "Well, let's try it in Scottish." Says so Re, uh, cast one of the casting directors, and I did it. And then we sort of forgot to do the Mancunian, and so I left the casting wow. and was like halfway home. And went, oh, I messed it up. I didn't do the accent that was required, and then got the part and they were like, oh, let's keep him Scottish, absolutely. I, I, I sometimes find that difficult because it means I've got to be really honest because you can tell when it doesn't come out of your throat the, with the level of authenticity it should if you're, if you're acting. So I feel like it's a greater challenge, but the payoff, I think, is better because you, 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 you must go for the honest thought rather than trying to hide behind something, if you see what I mean. Yeah. What was, I'm really, because I love, I mean, this, brilliant ensemble cast that you kind of watch you all on screen and there's there's just amazing electric chemistry that you feel whilst you're watching it and and I just wondered what it was like for you all on the first day that you were all together I imagine there was was there read-throughs was there what was that kind of that first day like you know kind of almost like first day at school type thing isn't it in a way it was <laughs> I was Callum, I was sat next to Callum. Sorry, I was sat next to Callum. Yeah, in the in the read through, and I took out my Chili's bottle of water, and it's I've got the the extra large one. And Callum, Callum said, <laughs> Callum said, "Oh, that's a big one." <laughs> so here we go. He's fun. I like him. Oh. <laughs> and then that was us. Wasn't it? We were yeah. all the hotel that night. We all just went out and had a drink, and that was us, mates. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, that's a big, oh God, terrible. <laughs> the Edith, you just think, why did they keep me? They should have just sacked me there and then, and yeah, then. Oh. I can tell why they kept you. I mean, I think that it's just, I mean, he's such an interesting character, Colin, you know, in terms of his kind of, you know, the, the repression and even the clothes and stuff are kind of holding him back from, you know, and, and I love that scene that we just, that we just showed, you know, because it's it's kind of you can feel and see him kind of simmering to the surface of the real, the real person, you know, and him being in an environment that allows him to be himself. And it's just it's so subtle. But I think that, you know, I know that you've got the brilliant writing of of Russell there, but but it feels like there was enough freedom given to you all to really bring your your own take to those characters and your own um opinions about how you would play them would you would you say that that's fair that absolutely definitely I think they I think what was really lovely about uh, particularly about Andy Pryor the casting director I think he casts in a way where you know he wants the person who's playing the role to be the role and I know that sounds quite obvious but you know in this it was very much that like the people you know the, the people you see on screen like uh, you know we all we're all using attributes of ourselves like you know like for me 
personally like there is a lot of me in calling like I, I feel like I was really like sort of calling on things that I've experienced in my life growing up and I think it was just very like I I, I love that I love doing that mm. stuff and and I, I I do I do think when I watch the show back I because you know Dai and Omari, Lydia and Ollie and Nathaniel, they, they're all our friends. We're, we're all best friends. And, you know, because I know them, I can see like some of them. It's not all them because obviously we are playing characters. Yeah. Every now and again, there's this glimpse of them that I see. And I just think we were allowed to we were allowed to bring that, I guess. And it's Andy Pryor on our director, Peter, that I guess is thanks to. Well, um, what do you remember most about the experience of making the show? David, you want to pick up on this one first? Apologies I... for the shout, and if you can hear it in my background, by the way, it's my eight-year-old who's just come home from school. Like, sorry, in. apologies. Yeah, <laughs> get him in. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What do I remember most? Um, I, for me, it was it, it was the it was the moments where we were all collectively kind of in those big party scenes now actually they only really only take up about 10 minutes or something probably the whole series mm. but they took weeks to shoot because there were so many different locations and for me that that was it because I was really nervous like it was I've never done a tv show with that level of budget and clout and uh that many people watching it felt like sometimes on those monitors um but just having those lot there We'd mess around, mess around something terrible. I mean, it was borderline unprofessional. Um, you were, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, like I just remember loving every moment of that. I've, I, I've rarely had that much fun and felt that supported in any job, I don't think, just because they were all there. Even you, Callum. That's, oh, that's lovely. I love you. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> Callum, what about for you? What, what's the kind of most memorable moment or experience from from making it a sin? Oh, I think I I I, I, I really remember the. I think I've got it here because and I and I'm sure Di will will agree that the the scene the, the the scene in heaven when Ollie's doing his <laughs> big speech. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, and he's doing it, you know, all he's like, me, you know, me and Di both were in awe of what he was doing. Like, he had this massive speech and it was huge and, and he was just making it look so effortless. Yeah. But mm. I tell you what, he did, in between the takes of that, we were just, we were just, it was just hilarious. We were just having such a laugh. I, I can't even, I can't even really say like what some of the stuff he was saying, because I can't even remember it, but I just remember just absolutely laughing our heads off in between those takes. And I think... That you know that that goes throughout the whole shoot. Like we we just really made sure that in between takes and especially the take the, the scenes that were very um that were really sort of happy and we, we could have fun in. We just made sure yeah. that we had the most fun we can because then you know scenes like you saw that you know die that does amazingly with that scene with Lydia, like those scenes they saw we you know we all had to go there and we all had that we yeah. all felt that pressure. So I think we all had to really kind of enjoy the good times really yeah. in order to kind of be able to just fully go there in the in the sort of not so good times and i guess that that must have i don't know you know particularly with those really hard scenes those kind of really you know emotional scenes whether it's it's your own character or or watching what someone else is going through i guess having each other as well as as a support network did did that make that easier to kind of decompress from from those moments as well Oh God, yeah. I remember um, 
because I all the stuff that, that I that Gloria's had in his in his flat, which included like when Gary Lewis was playing my dad and uh, Sarah McCarty there, who was playing my sister. Like, I was quite nervous around the whole thing; just felt very very intense. I felt a real weight of responsibility. And but yeah, I, t- I turned my phone back on. We would have a moment, and Karen's like, "I hope it's going well." And then Amari would text me to find out what was happening, and then Lydia would cuddle me, and I'd cuddle Lydia. Uh, and then and then also we'd have a laugh. Like Lydia would put on yeah. Instagram, and we'd all dance around to some da- daft song that we'd chosen that day <laughs> yeah. to decompress. I think having you literally having your mates around when you have to do that stuff is so important. Yeah. yeah. I felt very supported. It, it's so interesting. You, you you said a couple of times about being being nervous. Why do you think you were you were particularly nervous about about this this role? I guess. I, it, to be honest, it's just I'd never done um, scenes of that weight um, mm. for something this big. I mean, I feel like I have in the theatre, uh, and and but the theatre. I don't know. You can't really see the audience, and so you just get on with it, right? It's between you and another person. Whereas you're doing the, the, the scene, and it's there's a lot of people waiting on you, you know. And I just sort of always felt quite stressed about it. I don't think I do anymore. I feel like that was me. It was a baptism of fire, and then it's mm-hmm. over. And I feel like I know what I'm doing now. But <laughs> every day was a big learning curve for me. So um, yeah, yeah. I just I, I'm quite a nervous person anyway. I do kind of get a bit anxious. I'm I'm at my best when I'm acting. I think me as a real person's kind of stressful. <laughs> 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 I, I mean, you've, you both have got a lot of theatre experience, you know, that that's kind of you both. Um, and I was interested to to find out um, before I thought I want to I want to know how it all started for you both. But how important theatre is to to you both as as being part of your career, because, you know, when I've been lucky enough to speak to to actors in the past, it feels and I get a constant sense that it's such a necessary part of the journey because it gives you something that working in film and TV you can't you, you don't really get it's it's kind of almost like the best training ground in the world would you would you can you relate to that is that something you agree with Callum 100% it's the it's the thing I first started doing when I first ever wanted to act my my mother <laughs> sorry basically when I was young I used to just sing in the car and my mother was like oh you know and it's, bless her she she tried me in all these different things like karate and I only did it for a week and, and then I did like um oh, football I love football, but I'm rubbish at it. So basically, <laughs> when I when I started singing in the car, my mother was like, "Oh, let's try and get you into an amdram." And after that, then I just fell in love with doing like amateur theatre, and it was through doing theatre, you know, grassroots theatre, because that's what amdram is. It's what you can do literally. For me, it was literally like ten minutes down the road, and I think mm. that's the power of it. Is that it's not it's it's kind of it doesn't discriminate you know what I mean you can come from anywhere and you can do it and I think that's I for me theatre is like where I what I class is probably my best form of training yeah David what about for you I think that theatre's uh I mean acting's acting and I guess you have to you do it in different mediums so even if it was the theatre, a hundred seater is very different from doing it for a two thousand seater. It requires a change of how you communicate your story. But theatre's just got so much like skill. It feels. I mean, not not that television doesn't. It's a whole other skill. But you mm. kind of have to be aware of so much when you're doing it because you're the one in charge of telling that story. Whereas 
I think with camera, which is also quite scary, is that an editor can turn your story around. Yeah. And director can. So it's sort of out of your hands once you've done it. And um, But yeah, theatre's like, it's, it's all on you. So you really have to think about the craft of it and the storytelling that's going on. And so I think if you can do that when it comes to the sort of episodic nature of shooting a TV script, um, yeah, it, it's sort of that it's more manageable somehow with television because theatre is the whole thing. You've got to do the whole yeah. show two hours. So, but it's just where my, I just love, well, I love both. I love all acting, but I, um, I love being on stage. I mean, it's just a buzz, isn't it? That's the thing. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm always in awe when I go to the theatre. I can't wait to get back into a, to a theatre to watch, you know. Um, I, I imagine you, you, you both really feel there. the same. Let's all go. The let's, the three of us let's all Let's go. Yeah, Should we go and go. see? Oh, <laughs> anything you say, Des, it'll be bloody. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, your choice. I'm actually going to hold you both to that. Definitely. Oh my god! Yeah, I've got a list see. of stuff that I want to see. Let's but I'm just it. in awe of, 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 of what you're able to do up there and how you are able to almost kind of remove yourself from that audience. You know, if someone coughs or whatever, and you just but you're in that moment, and it's. It's so amazing to watch. I just, I, I absolutely love watching theatre, and I think it's such a, such a beautiful craft to be able to, to mm-hmm. watch that type of storytelling. Um, but how, how young were you when, when you were singing in the car then, and you started Amdram, uh, and, and was it easy? Was it, was, was it, you know, like you say, just down the road? So it was accessible. There was, there was places you could go to, you know to explore that outlet and that that joy yeah I, I think I, I must have been about 10 10 or 11 <laughs> I think yeah and and yeah so I, I went to this place um <clears throat> which is not far from my house in uh, Sandwich Vardra and I went there and I did these little like sort of review musical things and then and then I auditioned for then there was an audition then for a different amateur theatre company which was in Trier but called Celsig and they were putting on Oliver so I auditioned for Oliver and then I was I got the role um what it, was the worst, it was the worst idea they've ever had to cast me <laughs> as Oliver as Oliver yeah as Oliver then I played it and then you know and I say it was the worst idea they've ever had because that's that's the show that gave me the, the love really it planted the seed and I was like oh I'd love to do this and for for a long time it was a hobby and then I did something with the National Youth Music Theatre and then that sort of then, when I did that, I then turned it into something that I saw more as like a, a career opportunity, something that I maybe would be able to be lucky enough to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was, that was something I wanted to ask, if there was a point and a moment where it turned from being a hobby and something that you loved doing to the point where you thought, oh, oh, this, is, this is what I want to do. This is the career that I want to have. Die? Me, um, yes, there was. It was in. It was in. I mean, I I always did it. My mum sort of let me go to youth theatres from five or six, probably even. Yeah, very young. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think I was probably quite like tough as a kid, like I was. I was sort of quite energetic, and I was always wanting to sing and dance and do impressions. And die, die was one. Of, you know, in the shows where they have like a real baby, die was the baby. I was me. Babe in arms. Actually, I played Rob. I was a babe in the wood, Robin Hood and the babes in the wood. I was Jim, my character's name was, at the Glasgow. Baby Pavilion. Jim. 
<laughs> magic. I think I was about eight years old. So I did all of that stuff. Uh, loved it. And then um, <laughs> I remember being in high school and uh, it came to choosing subjects, uh, mm -hmm. standard grade and hires. And off six. Sorry. Oh, that was fun. So, that was really weird. Someone just went, it's half six. Uh, thank you. Whoever <laughs> that was. Right, go thanks very much. Half six, go and vote. <laughs> yeah. it's, like the, it's like the talking clocks appeared in our <laughs> QA. Half six. Um, anyway, so David, it, you were saying, yeah. I was at school and my um, drama teacher, Miss Burns, said, Look, I think you need to take this really seriously. And um, she said, I wouldn't normally say that, I don't think, but I think you need to buckle down with it and so I did and I sort of took that leap of faith of I'm going to pursue this I'm going to go to drama school and I'm going to do it so there was a there was definitely was a turning point I wanted to be a doctor at one stage like thank god I didn't do that have you played a doctor yet no I was in casualty but as a grieving father so <laughs> okay. I was more in the waiting room and I was ill there <laughs> <laughs> I quite like the idea of like all those other things that as a child like for a week you want to be and as an actor you might get the chance to try it out in a role for like you know that's brilliant astronaut, isn't it astronaut astronaut's my <laughs> I'm gonna do that just green Tim Peake you could play Tim Peake there you yes go. well you can you could die you look a bit like him as well yeah if anyone's casting um I'm, I'm free <laughs> I, I think my time has passed because I really want to play a football player, but then goal those films have all kind of passed, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, well. I, don't know. I could see that. I could see it. For Let's sure. do it, Edith. Let's make a film. Let's make you a could, movie. You could do the mascot, Cal. Just stood there, like, dressed up the as a mascot, big mascot, yeah. Thanks, Di. Oh. I just want me to put a mask on so I can hide my face. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. I'm really, I want to know a bit more about like the audition process as well, because you both talked there about, you know, for it's a sin, for example, Callum, you put someone on tape and then you got um, back to do, you know, to do a, a, something in the room. And is it, I mean, I imagine obviously in the last 18 months, it's been slightly restricted in terms of you just got to self tape and send things in sort of thing. But has it, since you started auditioning, has that process changed at all or is it, is it kind of always the same thing? Well, I've done only only over the past year, I've really sort of started doing uh, tapes um, because when I was at drama school, I would only get them every now and again because obviously I, I, my priority was training. So yeah. I still, I feel like I'm very much still finding my way of kind of um, how, how, to, how to put stuff on tape, you know, and really how to kind of get it. Um, because it's you know it's it's, it's a, you don't you don't know how it's received, so you've really got to try and find what clicks, and you've got to kind of it's a, that's a whole process in itself. But yeah. I think grow, growing up, obviously, like I, I just thought it was auditions were auditions. So now now that tapes have come in and stuff, I personally think they're quite cool because then it means you can audition for so much more whereas mm -hmm. obviously aud auditions going for meetings and stuff that can be quite time consuming whereas with tapes it can be so disposable you can kind of do yeah you know, maybe get two out in a in a day if you can do that or do you know what I mean I think they're quite yeah. cool in that sense but I guess there's pros and cons because then meetings you get to meet people and that some people are not, some people say that they're better in the room and I think I kind of see both angles of it really. Yeah. What about for you, David? I, I, I mean, it has changed. Like I remember when I left drama school, when 
yeah, self tape wasn't a thing. Um, mm. And so, but it was soon after, it was like a year or so later, all of a sudden we started getting these in and I had to learn how to do them. Uh, I have to say that I, maybe it's just because that's the way I started out. I really prefer being in the room. I get, I get more um, stressed about it. And I think that's a good thing because it kind of, it focuses my mind. When, when I've got a self tape, I've almost got too much free time to do it or something. And I much prefer being in the room, but, but I mean, self tapes are a, that's that's definitely the thing now, and I don't, that's not just because of COVID. I think it's a more effective way of seeing more people, which I think is a good thing. Sometimes it can feel a bit like, oh, I'm going up against nine thousand rather than ninety, but you know what? Like that's quite good. At least then everybody's getting yeah. a fair crack at the whip there. I think it's a great thing. It makes it more accessible in a way as well. Like you know, like you were saying earlier, Callum, about you know about. Um, being able to go down the road and do, you know, do your uh, arm dram to start sort of thing. Um, and almost kind of with self-taping, it means that you don't have to be round the corner from the cast and director's office and stuff. And it makes that, you know, particularly, you know, we're, we're here with, with BAFTA Cymru and BAFTA Scotland sort of thing. And I know that for me, I had to move down to London for work because there just wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't there in Scotland. So I had to go where the work was. And, and now it feels with, with the self-taping kind of side of things, it, it means that you don't have to be there, you know, all the time. You can live in Wales and you can send in your tapes or, you know, just do you feel that that's a part of it as well? Yeah, oh, 100%. I mean, I've been living in Wales all throughout the, the sort of pandemic. I've been, I'm here now. I'm literally, I'm not going to say what well, room I am in the house because my mother will kill me, but but I'm, I'm in my house. I'm in my, um, I'm in my house in, in Wales. So, yeah. Gosh, if it wasn't for tape, self-taping, I'd really find it hard because you know you've got a, a got a, you know you've got a kind of audition and and it's you know otherwise I'd be back and forth London paying, God knows how much money for a train ticket. So, gosh, self-taping, yeah, I I yeah. I think we, there's nothing. I don't think there is anything better than being in the room and meeting people. But like like we said, you know, taping yeah. really allows you to kind of just go up for so much more and be seen for so much more and vice versa for them to see so many more people and I think gosh that's amazing I think anything where it increases the chances for people from everywhere I think that's amazing yeah yeah did you have a you know this is BAFTA guru did you have your own um gurus when you started like in terms of people that would give you advice or you'd go to for advice Yes, I do. I've got one. Yeah. Um, he wasn't there right at the beginning, uh, but he's there now. And um, I mean, look, I think, I think you look up to some, a lot of people, but um, my guru when it comes to um, my, what best practice at work and how to get, how to do things and, and commitment to the work that you're doing is uh, an actor called Daniel Betts. <laughs> and I have a WWDD, what would Dan do? Is uh, wow. <laughs> he's going to kill me because I've said this. Um, I just sort of think, how would he handle this situation? Normally, it's who wants a coffee, and then you go and sort of <laughs> organize that. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I, I really he's my man really for that. He's just sort of so gentle and kind and generous, but equally very very committed and but takes it all with a with a pinch of salt, and it's so light hearted and yeah, he's the, he's the guy that I go to up here if I can't get hold of him. <laughs> Callum, what about you? 
I, I'm so glad you answered first, I because it gave me time to think. <laughs> but I think, I think for, for me, oh, I, I, they, I gotta say there was a, there was a group of people that I, that all are vivid in my head. I'm not gonna mm. name them all, but two people growing up for me that were really um important was my drama teacher in school, Mrs. Roblin. Oh my gosh, she was. Oh, this, some of the advice she gave me, like, like about where I went to to train like the stuff that she was saying was so valuable. I look back and I'm like, that was so formative. Cause if you hadn't said that on this day, I wouldn't have made that choice and I wouldn't have done that. So for me, Mrs. Roblin, and that was just one of so many things that she said and gave me advice on. And then the other one, the other um, person was a, a man called Tim Reese Evans, who's the artistic director of the Allowed Charity and a choir that I was part of Only Boys Allowed. He was the conductor and, I just looked up to him so much and he really gave me some amazing advice. Um, that was about all sorts of things. Um, yeah. Those two people for me um, really were um, very formative. They were really, really cool people and really helped me. And still, even to this day, I know they're the first people I call up, you know, like, like you die, you know? Mm. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's, um, it's important, isn't it? Because you, you kind of need a soundboard for things as well in a way don't you in terms of and that could be everything from um you know a role that you're going up for in terms of how you want to approach it but but also just in terms of being in the industry because you only learn about it whilst you're in it you know and and when and particularly with the response that something like it's a sin has had i mean that must be i don't know not overwhelming sort of thing but I guess you have to work out how you're going to deal with the attention that the show is getting and that you'll get in return for that. Is that something that you've, that you were kind of prepared for with the show? That it was Go going on, to be Cal. so big and that people were? Um, oh, well, the ideas. I think, yeah, it's, I mean, we, we always say like, we knew the show was super special because not just, like one, because it was a Russell script, but two, because of the subject matter is something that we haven't really kind of tackled yet in this country yeah. kind of head on. So we knew that it was going to be something that would mean a lot, like a, we hoped that would mean a lot to people, but I don't think, we can't say that we we expected the show to get the, 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 um, the sort of response that it has because oh my goodness there are so many things um in a die like it's been it's just been it's really taken it's taken my breath away at so many at so many points you know like it's been uh, um do you remember cal like we were it was so we went out on a friday didn't it and i think you me and amari had a zoom drink yeah, a few yeah. days before or something. And oh, we, like, we always have a Zoom drink, Edith. I tell yeah. you, we'll get drunk and then the chats get deep. Oh, no one told oh. me about that tonight. I'm on water. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll, get you on, we'll get you on the next one, Edith. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and, uh, and we discussed, like, how are we, how are we feeling? And I, I don't know. It was very sedate, do you remember? Just like, yeah, well, you know, it might bring something. It might bring some work, but equally it might not. And I wonder how people will take it. Maybe it'll get some negative feedback. That was it. And then, boom, Friday. I mean, it was phone, 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 phone. And it just didn't stop them. Well, it still hasn't stopped, is it? Oh, Thankfully, no. Oh, die, die. Is that, is that what it was like for you? I, I didn't care. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my mum. My, phone, my phone's never gone off. Awkward. <laughs> and, but you admit, Russell, Russell T. Davies, he said as well, didn't, I mean, to us all, this wasn't supposed to happen. This is a surprise to everybody. 
um, call us whenever you need us. And so there was a real communication. I mean, I, I was wow. texted us maybe three times a week, I think, at that point, didn't they? It's just, are you okay? Are you okay? Um, so thank God for him and Andy and Peter and Phil and Nicola, you know, uh, casting and production producers. Support, yeah, the support was um, was amazing. They, That's they support, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank God for them, really, because it was just too much. And also, we were having it while being in lockdown, so it was this really mm. detached experience of it just all through your phone, but never really getting a chance to speak to anyone. And yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was kind of strange. It just felt kind of like underwater. As Amari said that he felt underwater for a while. Oh. Sorry, that's because he went for a swim. No, I'm Shut up. <laughs> that's because you called him when he was at the pool. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Um, has it changed your life then, would you say? Is that fair to say? Oh, I mean, I guess in a way, yeah, it, it, it's, it's sort of given us um, an opportunity and, and I think yeah. one that we are so grateful for. I mean... I still can't believe it. Either. I still can't believe that they cast me, to be honest. And and I, I I genuinely mean I pinch myself. And and I think it's just we're just so grateful to be part of a show that means so much to people and one that hopefully will will have us. I I really hope it has like a legacy. And I think I genuinely just feel super grateful every day just to be part of it. Because yeah, it's mm -hmm. so the thing. Like any actor, surely like the top of their list is to be in a show that's got a message that's got that much integrity about it that's that well written and then you know like you're in one of them and that's <laughs> I, I can't take that in sometimes I'm just like god and Russell said almost in a sign-off message it was like he was going on holiday for a couple of weeks or something he said <laughs> um look this isn't goodbye because uh we're going to be talking about this for the next 22 years I'm still talking about queer as folk and that sits a little on me like oh, wow like, I am always going to be attached to this show um and people may be talking about this in years to come still and that just like that's a mad thing to think about I hope that's the case because I think it's really good but yeah I think it will be it's just yeah brilliant it's an honor isn't it it was amazing watching I was really lucky because I got to watch a couple of the episodes before it went out because I was interviewing the composer Murray Gold about it about the music in it and stuff wow. and oh. and um and I was just so excited I, and it was um I got sent every episode by that bar the last one and it was kind of like that no kind of thing you know it's like so cruel yeah. but it was amazing then kind of watching like social media almost explode um around this show and you know you talk about word of mouth and about you know people going oh you've got to watch this you've got to watch that it was everywhere it was just it made such a connection with people on on so many levels and also generationally as well I think as well you know in terms of um you know given given giving young people the confidence to speak to parents giving parents the kind of the confidence to you know to to talk kind of with their children about whatever it was it just almost opened up the conversation I think to people um so amazingly were you kind of were you kind of keeping a, a wee eye on that in terms of like seeing what the response was as it was happening or did you kind of step back a bit to just wait I think he couldn't help it because not yeah. to find a point on it but like we all had about 
sort of 600 followers or something, right? And then you turned on your Instagram the next day and you're like, where did all these people come from? And, the, <laughs> and a million and one messages. That, and you're like, oh, okay. I mean, Callum, like, I sort of worry about you sometimes. I think, how is he keeping a <laughs> social media account? Like, you couldn't, you couldn't avoid it. Like, and it was, oh, it was overwhelming. I had to put this drawer. I had to put my phone in there for two days at one point because I was so stressed out with, like, what's <laughs> happening. Jason, my partner, was like, enough. Like, we need a couple of days to talk. And I'm like, okay, pop it in there. <laughs> Callum? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you dies all right. Yeah, you just... You just, it's so, you know, I think you've just got to really in those moments and in, in those times and what I've, what I've only learned talking like I've talking like I've experienced loads of times, but what I've learned from this, this time is that you've really got to like make sure number one is okay. Like, and yes, like all the cast, we, we were so, we've all been there for each other and we still were there throughout the whole time, but you know, gosh, Edith, I did so much yoga. I tell you flipping <laughs> It was mad. Like I just, I had to just get. Re- I had to really just sort of make sure that I was just looking after myself. And my yeah. dog, my dog Dewey was amazing because I just whenever some, you know, you just hug him and just like, come here, just come here. <laughs> That's it. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's. It's it's important because it's the like it's that's that's amazing hearing you say you know you got to look after go look after the, the being sort of thing as well listen I could chat to you for hours but there's so many questions coming in I feel like I'm stealing you to myself so we'll get some questions um we've kind of covered this Richard says it's a sin felt like a pivotal moment in both television and the conversation around HIV um did the, this blow you all away as much as it did us I mean you you kind of answered that but um I'll I'll Thank you for your question, Richard, and I'm going to move on to the next one. Um, Nadine says, hi, Callum, David. Um, it's a sim was so beautiful and heartbreaking. What was the hardest part of filming the show? And that's from Nadine in Aberdeen. Hi. I, th- I think I, I think um, the hardest parts were the scenes that we had to really kind of... Um, yeah. This, you know, the ones where our characters were, were very ill. Um, I, I think those scenes are really difficult because you're you're representing people and like victims survivors family members you know you're representing all those people so we really felt the weight of it so we really had Mm. to kind of do those scenes you know every scene but particularly those scenes justice because you know you are representing so many people who who um who passed due to this horrific illness yeah Mm. Russell would tell you that sometimes in the script too that this actually happened you know you'd sort of make that point very clear that perhaps this part of your story he is it's autobiographical not not autobiographical but as he witnessed that or he was aware yeah. of that happening to a friend and you go okay that's actually someone's story and wow. their family members are still around probably yeah that felt so those days were very heavy yeah yeah they were the toughest um this is from Adam Mohammed, who says, um, David, did you feel that being in Scotland limited your opportunities as an actor? Just as you mentioned, you were in London. I found that personally, there are limits on opportunities unless you're London-based. Scottish Youth Theatre, etc., is great, but it seems there's nothing out with the London AD if you want a career in drama and acting. Um, to be, I mean, I when I left Scotland to come, I went to drama school in England, 
in London. And but part of that, if I'm honest, was just about me wanting to be away from home. I think I, I hadn't come out yet, perfectly frank. And I'd sort of mm. felt like I needed to be away to, to, yeah. to do that. And um, so that was what started it. But I haven't been up and down to Scotland a lot in my life. I mean, I'd say three quarters of my career has been in Scotland. Um, I don't think there's a limit. I think there might have been. Yeah, I think yeah. That, that, that could have been the case. But I think what we're talking about now with this idea of self tapes and nah, I, I don't. I mean, I've, we've just moved into this new place. My partner's a paramedic in London, but that's maybe the only wow. that in my friendship group. But otherwise, we we would move back up the road. It's not. I'm not here solely for work. You know, I'm. Uh, I think there may be some limitations, but there's limitations anywhere. <laughs> like yeah. there's limitations in London. You don't have enough money because you spend all your money on rent or bills. And then, so you can't yeah. go anywhere. <laughs> you can't do anything. Um, so you're limited even if you're down here. <laughs> yeah. And um, this is a great question from Gage actually, who, um, who says, when you're ex- exploring scenes of intimacy and sex, what's the most important thing for a director to c- consider uh, when shooting those scenes for you as an actor? Um, I think the, the the most important thing is to get an intimacy coordinator um, on set. That's always vital because they are amazing. They are so, um, they're vital in this day and age. And this, you know, I think there's no excuse for it now, um, definitely. And, and Peter, Peter, our director said, this was the first time he'd, he'd worked with an intimacy coordinator and he, he said he'll never do a job again without one. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's a perfect testament to how much they needed. Um, and, and then in terms of the acting, I think, you know, it's, they, they just really, they really help you sort of, because, you know, they're scary things, intimacy scenes. They, You know, they're things you kind of go, oh, you know, because you are at your most vulnerable in those scenes. So I think, you know, they really allow you to just throw yourself in the deep end. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's f- feeling safe, isn't it? Exactly, Edith. Yeah, yeah, safe. Mm. And um, so you can fully express yourself within the realms of, of that um, scene. Yeah. David, do you want to add anything to that or...? Well, I didn't, I was lucky enough to escape uh, the intimacy, the deep intimacy <laughs> moments. Um, I think the best I got was a, a snog, uh, or uh, Gloria got. Oh! <laughs> Calm down, you! Uh, <laughs> I didn't get a snog. <laughs> just, it was just straight to it for me, It was straight to the point. The other, the, the other extreme for Callum, uh, for Colin. Uh, I, I just think that when it, it's it, it's too easy, I think, because they're really awkward and they're really um, anxiety provoking and they can feel very pressurized because you're just like, oh, I just need to go on with it. Because it's really, it must, I, oh, I can just imagine that there's a lot of people that would just try to get through it. And it's only afterwards mm-hmm. you may think, oh, I wasn't comfortable with that. Or I don't know why I did that or why. Mm-hmm. And so this idea, the intimacy coach, I, I, I was present for a lot of their presentations and a lot of their work that they were doing. And I thought this is amazing because it, it 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 made it almost clinical. It became a yeah a really easy conversation for people to have about how to do those scenes. Um, I think that's now crucial. And if if anything, I would say we should go further and say it's mandatory. If there is ever any intimacy that needs to happen, it's in the contract that there is <laughs> that that's paid yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. This is a great question. Uh, it's it's um it's also just a lovely point. Lisa Power says, 
All of you became HIV activists while promoting the show. Callum was the first actor I've ever heard quoting a World Health Organization target about HIV. Uh, and you've really helped create a focus on challenging stigma and promoting testing. How did that feel to be doing that as well as a great acting job? Oh, um, thank, thank you, Lisa. No, it's, I think we, it was something we were all, um, we all gladly took on, you know, we, we're so proud of this show, we're so proud to be involved, um, me and I and also the rest of the, the cast as well. So I think, you know, we just felt it was such a, it was just an honor, Edith. It's just an absolute honor. Um, you know, whatever we can do to, you know, gosh, you know, the World Health Organization, you know, that that sort of target is something that's incredible. You know, wiping out, you know, transmissions of AIDS by 2030. It is that is incredible. If that can happen, and if it's a sin, it's just a, a small part of a massive body of charities and people that are, you know, doing amazing work, then oh my gosh, I just feel. I feel just so honoured and, and I feel mm. so proud to be part of it, I do. Amazing. It's one of those things that because um, because of lockdown, uh, I heard from 56 Dean Street that because people literally couldn't be around each other, we had now created an opportunity where you might actually be able to, like, if everyone tested for HIV, you could get rid of it <laughs> because nobody was leaving the house and no one was doing things that transmit that virus and I remember thinking oh my goodness this is amazing and knowing what we know and the research we did about the horrors that can come from that virus left untreated um it's just now it feels like common sense there's no way that we mm. can go backwards and you know shy away from our responsibility to yeah about that not at all <laughs> brilliant this is a lovely question. Quite a few people asking around this as well. Olivia Thompson and Jude Shedden as well. Olivia says, I'm going into drama school next year. Do you have any advice before I start? I'm in awe of both of you, says Olivia in Manchester. Hey, Olivia. I, I've got, well done, because it's no uh, easy thing to do that. I mean, I think the figures I last heard were like 30 places, but like 5,000 applicants or something. Stupid. Uh, so well done. I mean, that is a ridiculous um, my, I, I've, I felt a bit like I wanted to get into the industry all the time when I was at drama school. So every moment I was thinking about graduating, I was thinking about an agent, I was thinking about um, my body or, you know, that like, could be thin for, for a showcase. It was ridiculous. <laughs> now looking back, I'm like, I missed so much. Uh, I had a great time, don't get me wrong, but I missed so much opportunity just to kind of go through that process I feel like I actually learned had to learn a lot more when I left so my advice to you would be just I know it's going to feel like I've got to think about the career because that's why you're doing it I get it but you will never get the time again just to fail and enjoy and make mistakes and uh, just enjoy every moment of it don't think too much about the end goal <laughs> yeah mistakes are how you learn Exactly. And if only yeah. I'd known that and not beat myself up so much about it, you know, <laughs> just let myself. Instead of doing crunchies the entire time. Like... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, what, man. His abs Callum, look amazing. About... Thanks to it all. Do you better into that, Callum? Callum, what about for you? What's I, your advice? I think, I think Di just hits the nail on the head. It's just mm. about sort of just going for it and enjoying it and enjoy the mistakes. Like that's exactly it. Cause they teach you what's shit. I'm just going <laughs> but it's just true. Like it teaches you what what's rubbish and what's good. And and you know what? Like you'll be amazing. Like Olivia, you're gonna smash it and, and just enjoy it and go out, get drunk and enjoy the times. Because <laughs> it's tell all you what, part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all part of it. You know, yeah. 
Um, this is lovely from Shireen, uh, who says, I just want to say thank you so much for being real and talking about nerves, David. I think sometimes there's an unreal expectation for actors to be confident in auditions and on set. Um, for example, don't apologise if you mess up and don't say you're nervous in the room, etc. But we are human uh, and you're both fantastic at bringing humanity to this industry. Sorry, it's not a question, but thank you so much for being real and honest. Oh, so nice that. Um, Thank you Summer. for saying that because I felt a little bit insecure because I'd said I was nervous. I thought, oh, I'm no. going to look as if I... But that, that's what happened. So thank you for saying that too because like, it just shows you just actually being honest with yourself. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Um, Summer <laughs> McNamee says, who are your acting inspirations? Um... Oh gosh, I have so I have so many. Um, for me, the the, the two um, uh, Anthony Hopkins, like I mean, he's a he's a look, he's he's a he's a legend and he's very well known actor. But also everything he does is just, you know, I can't. I still haven't seen the Father, but like, oh my gosh, I just know I can't. I, I know it's going to be amazing. Obviously, like he's won the Oscar and stuff, but I just know he's going to be amazing. And I because I love everything he does. And another one someone who I'm really grateful for because I watched a lot of the things when I was kind of going through a bad time when I was in drama school was Josh O'Connor. I think um, he's everything that boy does. I just think he's, uh, I think he's awesome. I just think he's a, a, a proper, proper craftsman. And um, yeah, he's, he's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They're good ones, Cal. My <laughs> no, no pressure. David. You. No pressure. Admit, thank you. God, that was rude. I was like, Oh, it's awkward. He hasn't said my name. Uh, my, I've got two as well, and I couldn't choose between them. They're very different. Uh, Andrew Scott, uh, I love on stage. That man is like electricity personified. He, oh, when he begins, you you have to sit forward, and you're like, I don't know what's going to happen next. He's mm. amazing. Um, I just would love. Oh, I stood next to him in a bar once, and I just panicked. And we were like, Oh no, don't say anything. Don't. Don't embarrass yourself. But, and, you would be um, honoured, die to see you. It's the you. I'd have done this, Callum. Hello, ba, 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 ba. That's it. Half left, left. And my ultimate inspiration, I have to say, is Judy Dench. I just think she is unreal. The honesty. I just feel like every performance she does is pure honesty, and I aim to be that honest. And anything I do, I just try to think of what would she do? What would Dan do and what would Judy do? <laughs> what would Judy do is a great one. I love that. <laughs> um, this is, um, Emaine says, thanks for being so open and hilarious. How was it to leave the show? Um, yeah, how was it to leave the show and to walk away from it? I guess the experience, the characters, the friendships, the... Oh, sorry. Sorry to finish on a downer here, guys. No, <laughs> I was thinking of, we left it twice almost. We left it when you wrap. Uh, and that for us both was actually quite late. So we were only a couple of weeks off or a week off the last and the last final moment. And then there was the wrap party. The wrap party was just loads of fun. Uh, too much fun. But that my last moment, I was with Amari in the car filming something. That was the last scene I did. And um, he just gave me like a a kiss and a cuddle and I just remember thinking I might have just done the best job of my life Aww. and I got on the train and I just felt very emotional about it I cried quite a lot not in a bad way just like that was brilliant happy. I learned. yeah happy tears yes exactly I learned so much yeah Carla what about for you 
Oh, it's the hardest part of it, really, saying goodbye to the cat, goodbye to everything, like about the the job. It, you know, it kind of feels like it'll never end because, like, I feel like um, it was my first job, you know, out of school, and I think that's something that I feel like I'm just gonna always be processing for the rest yeah. of my life. I remember actually the day I rapped, I was like, it didn't even feel like I'd rapped. I was like, I like refused that it was, I refused <laughs> that it was over. So, so I think, I think I'm still kind of processing all really this and I'm just gratitude. That's all I feel gratitude about yeah. the thing. Yeah. Well, we're excited to see what's next and what we can, you know, we can see you. And I, I mean, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to be filming at all during lockdown, if you know what's next or if you know what you're doing next. If you can share with us at all. Who who knows? Who knows? Anyone anyone will have me then. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing, the industry's still shut pretty much. So like from the minute we finished it to said a couple of months, couple of months and then closed yeah. down, shutters drawn. And it's sort of I mean it's recovering now and definitely things are starting. Yeah. But yeah. I think um, just excitement though, excitement exactly. everything next? anything that's next, whatever's next. I think we're 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 all just excited and we're we're gonna support each other. That's one thing. We we uh, you know Amari's doing a play um in the oh, West yeah. End soon and we're gonna we've all booked to see him in there. So you know that's the thing, Edith. You'll come, you'll come with us. Uh, yeah. I'd love to. I am yeah. so there. I'll brilliant. message you on on them um, on social media and, and yeah. um, I mean yeah. I'm just inviting myself but I'm I'm I'd sure. love to come. Yeah. You come in, um, you come in. Yeah. That's it. We'll we'll get you in the car. Come on, Edith, we're off. <laughs> yeah. Night out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I I um I think that this show is something that I think you mentioned it earlier about it. You know, hoping that it it will be something that people will watch in, in years to come. And I think that I think it will be. It's a it's a piece of 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 art and creativity and performance that is so important on so many levels and the, all your performances are extraordinary and it was such an, an emotional and a truthful piece of tv that I, I can't congratulate you enough and I can't thank you enough as well for being so brilliant and honest tonight and answering all these questions it's been an an absolute joy I'm, I'm just sad that it has to come to an end now. <laughs> honestly Edith I think me and I are just buzzing that we got to meet you thank yeah you. we are oh, we'll God. <laughs> oh, so brilliant um thank you so much for your for your time we got to thank as well channel four for their support tonight and everybody watching for all your questions thank you for sending them in um please do join in the conversation on BAFTA social channels using the hashtag um hashtag guru live um thank you so much once again and um, david and Kyle. it's been an absolute treat pleasure i'm gonna hold you to that theater date and uh yeah and have a good evening stay safe and i can't wait to see what's next thank, thank you me. thanks so much for having us so bye everybody have a good evening bye. thanks for joining us and remember you can listen to previous bafta sessions and podcasts at guru.bafta.org